She's All That. Welcome to the She's All That video podcast. This season of the podcast is all about the Breakthrough with Media virtual summit that we're holding and all about the amazing industry experts that are speaking at the summit who will give entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders, people just like you, a powerful alternative to the fast deteriorating tool of social media for your marketing and visibility. The next big opportunity that you need to rapidly up-level your positioning and your reach is media exposure. TV, podcasts, radio, news, speaking opportunities, publicity, PR, and more. The free Breakthrough with Media Summit provides you with a constellation of experts, information, and strategy to give you the big picture of how you can get started. Our guest today is a key piece in that puzzle. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Pam Perry. Pam Perry is an award-winning communications professional, a publicist, and she's the publisher of Speaker Magazines. She works with authorpreneurs and speakers to help them build a platform and attract major media and clients. After working with Pam, her clients have featured on CNN, TBN, NBC, Oprah Magazine, Steve Harvey Show, Essence, Ebony, Black Enterprise, PBS, and many other major media outlets. Her clients have been offered major publishing contracts, created successful full-time careers as authorpreneurs, earning six figures. Pam has been featured in many major publications, including several covers, and on more than 100 radio and TV programs. Publishers Weekly has called Pam a PR guru. And Pam, that's why I knew that you were the person to kick off the Breakthrough with Media Summit, who could speak to the subject of the value of media exposure for your business. Welcome and thank you for being with me today. Now, I'm playing with my broadcaster. <laughs> Love it. So what I didn't mention in that intro, because it would have gone on for days and days, is on top of all that kind of stuff, you have your own podcast. You have a weekly clubhouse show and other clubhouse rooms. You have created and run Black Speaker, the the Black Speaker Bureau. Well, um, actually, it's a speaker's magazine, which we're the official magazine of Black Speakers Network. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so your magazines, PR, publicity, podcasts, you're, you're everywhere. What was the journey that saw you getting into all these aspects of media and PR and publicity? Where did this all get started? I think it got started really. I'm a, a child of the 60s. I grew up in Motown. Barry Gordy is a, a legend, right, in Detroit. And really seeing the whole uh, I guess you would say taking a dream and making it so big, you know, Jackson five was here, Diana Ross, all of that. So these are people that basically we saw grow up and saw them on the media. So when we heard them on the radio, it just, it just made me excited. I saw them on television, made them excited, saw them in the grocery store down the street. It's like, that's the same person I heard on the radio, saw on television, read about in the magazine, in Ebony or Jet or whatever. And that was something that always attracted me about the star power that media brings to uh, celebrities, I guess you would say. That is, that's part of it. And so growing up seeing that uh, was natural that, you know, obviously throughout my whole school career, I majored in journalism. So I was working with magazines. I was working with uh, newspapers and journalism was my major. So it was, it was almost like inevitable. And it wasn't so much entertainment that I was really enamored with. It was the media that spotlight the entertainers. And so eventually what I really, really love was really reading about authors and authors at that point were celebrities to me, because I love books, love books, 
love books. And so for me, really just reading about how the media promotes authors was always just intriguing to me way before Oprah Book Club. I always saw that this was something that was like, oh, okay, best form of advertising is word of mouth. And that's really what PR and media is all about, about word of mouth. And so when people were saying, well, what's the book are you reading? They would say, well, I read about this book in such and such in such and such magazine or newspaper or saw the author on television. And I realized the power of media that can really build a brand is so, so important because it's that third party endorsement. Mm. So that's where it really started. It, it just, the, the whole media gamut, you know, broadcast and print, I'm just really, really just uh, still excited about it. But you started as a journalist. You as a journalist are contributing to somebody else's uh, broadcast media or, or their enterprise. You stepped, you stepped yeah. into your own. You you weren't just contributing. You was like, I'm starting my own. How did that happen? It's more or less like, so there's a type of journalist that is a hard news journalist, you know, have a nose for news, which I do. But then there's also features. So I remember one time being involved in a radio station and I had to deliver the hard news. Not interested at all. For me, it was not. But when I had to interview people about their stories, that's when I became really, really enamored. Oh, I really like this. Or writing for the Detroit Free Press, you know, I would write feature stories on uh, for the classified section on people's jobs. So obviously there's the classified section. I'm dating myself. There's a classified section of the newspaper, but the front of it were features on whatever that career we were spotlighting, whether it was accounting or it was someone who was a teacher or someone who was a nurse, I would write the feature stories on that particular person on their story. And they weren't famous, but I pulled their stories out of them and wrote the story, did the pictures and all that kind of thing. But that's what I did for many years. So I love feature writing. That was my main thing. And even in high school, I started a newspaper and it was really on featuring the people who were in our particular club. So it was always the spotlight people. I didn't realize that someone asked me that a while ago to September. And I was like, I really do like spotlighting people about what they're doing. I think me it's interesting. Too. Yeah. 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 yeah so them with the world. Like, Hey, she's all that. Yes, exactly. I love that. And, and that's where the, the magazine came from of just really doing speakers magazine is spotlighting different speakers that are in here. And that's really all it is. It's, it's really the combination of my career of spotlighting people that are doing great things in the world. Not necessarily artists and things like that, like singers or, or dancers, you know, not the mm -hmm. entertainment, but those yeah. that are really like subject matter experts. And or I've noticed from some of the content of yours that I've listened to people who are making a change in the world that yes. we should all know about. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. That's the whole point. So Again, spotlighting them is one thing, but then knowing how to get that placed and get them out there and, and have it picked up by other people, you're stepping into the PR and the publicity. How did that happen? Well, that would happen from the standpoint that I'm really good at promoting, right? So even when I worked at the newspaper and they would say, hey, you're, you work for this section, I'd like to get into this section. So I was always connecting people together to the right beat, I guess you say they call it, or the right reporter that would write their story. So I was always doing that naturally. And then eventually my major was advertising and PR in the journalism school. So I was like, I don't know which one I like. So I worked in the advertising and I wrote copy. That was somewhat exciting. And then I actually started doing PR. PR was um, almost like an inverted 
journalist, meaning that you still have to write a story, but you're pitching it to another person's media outlet. And so I found that to be a little bit better because I can now control the story in terms of when I write it. And then when I pitch it, I'm selling it. So of course, advertising is about sales. PR is about promotion and the journalism is the writing. So I use all of them at the same time. So I found my sweet spot um, going through the different iterations of different jobs was when I was really the PR director of the Salvation Army. And that I told stories, I raised money, which was sales. I helped with sponsorships. I did events. So you did PR, that catch all of doing everything, but it was all about connecting in the community and doing good work. So I really felt like, oh my God, this is like what I'm here for. It's like seven years I was there at that organization, really doing good work, you know, sharing is caring, doing the red kettle campaigns and all of that. And then when I got married and had a daughter, I didn't want to go back to work right away. And I really started doing my own thing at the time they call it moonlighting or on the side or whatever they called it back in the nineties. And I said, you know what, I really can make a living doing this. I don't have to go and have a job. Never dawned on me really like that's like, I'm starting my own PR firm, but my company really started doing work for churches, ministries, and Christian authors. And that's where it started. And so then I ended up doing work for PR for a lot of the large Christian publishing houses, Zondervan, Thomas Nelson, uh, Random House, Simon Schuster, all of the, all of the, and then I dealt with the African-American market. And so I would work with like T.D. Jakes or Dr. Cindy Trim, uh, Miles Monroe, any of the large, what they call uh, gospel celebrities, so to speak, that were authors and I was promoting their books. And that's where I really felt the sweet spot, but it was the evolution in time of like where I really found my niche. Uh, what I really, really love to do. So authors, because I love books and I love inspirational books. Obviously authors are speakers. So I'm promoting them. They're real easy to promote because they can speak. And, and really the whole point of really putting them on different platforms, whether it's an old magazine or Steve Harvey, or, you know, whether they're going in somebody's magazine, Ebony or Essence, that was really the part that was the sales part, so to speak. So the advertising part, you're selling their story to that outlet. So I used all my skills to really build the business, like the advertising, the journalism, the PR, the marketing, all of that. Yeah. So that was that's how it all came to be. And you just dropped a word in there a short while ago, the evolution. Uh, the, the word evolution and evolve came to me when I was actually... Um, getting ready for this podcast and listening to some episodes that you had given elsewhere, you are just an exemplar of the need to evolve. You have to stay current and not, right. not just for the sake of something trendy, but because things change, technology is changing oh at a crazy pace. And we, we can't be doing the same things that we did, not just even a decade. We can't be doing the same things we did even two years ago. No. The Google world Plus is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Google what? Yeah. Google yeah. Plus. Like, like, when you think that? about it, oh, right, that was a thing. Yeah. Things just happen so quickly. Uh, I love that you are just with your clients and with what you do yourself. It's like, we have to keep up. We have to keep on what is going to be serving us best now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that was really um, important for me to do for my clients. So authors and speakers, they have to get out there. They've got to get known. And so eventually, you know, we're doing radio, TV and print and we're pitching them. But, but then this thing came along like called Facebook. 
uh, in the 90s. And it's like, you've got to get on Facebook. They're like, oh, Facebook. I said, yeah, and in MySpace, oh, MySpace, of course, it's gone. And it was like, I said, yes, because you need to connect with your readers. That was like so new to them, mm-hmm. like connect directly with the readers. Yes, you not just, you know, and so really helping them understand and navigate that as well as traditional media and new media, mm-hmm. they had to do both. And it yep. was a new skill set they had to learn. Some learned it and really went on and did well. Some resisted and then they, they, just, they just were stagnant. And so yep. I always tell people you need to change or you're going to die. Yep. You, and I you see that, you know, around. refusing to change and becoming stagnant happening with some people who are stuck in like, oh, yeah, no, my business is on Facebook. Seriously? What the if dinosaurs Facebook are is, calling. Yeah. What if what if Meta, whatever it's called yeah. now, decides to, you know, close down and say, you know, I'm take my chips. I'm going to go home. I mean, then your business is gone, too. I mean, and, it is a free platform. And your reach was, right to do that. Yeah. And your reach is just ridiculously diminished from what it was even just pre-pandemic yeah it's it's not the platform it was you gotta you have to evolve and as far as i'm concerned let's up your game start getting some you know if you haven't already make some forays into real media yeah so when a client comes to you i'm assuming would, would it be people that have already kind of tried and tried to see what they could do with media, different forms of media and speaking, or are you having people that are brand new coming to you? So the ones that I, that I have as private clients, they are the ones that are probably a little bit more savvy because now I don't have to build up their platform. I don't have to really explain what media is. I don't have to like, quote unquote, manage expectations of what, what it, you know, someone like a TD Jakes, obviously they know what media is. So we write the press release, we pitch it and we tell it, or Juanita Rasmus, you know, we write the press release, she shows up, we pitch them. And, you know, those are the kind of clients, but then there are other clients that are at the very beginning and they may say, I want to be a New York times bestseller and I want to be on super soul Sunday. And they haven't been in their local newspaper they don't even, they've never even been on a podcast. And it's just like the expectations of that. It's like, really, do you have a website? You know? And so a lot of the times if they have a website, it's like, okay, we've got to start at the very beginning. There's just ways of sequencing things where you will see someone maybe on the air and you say, well, I can do that, but you don't know all the steps that it took for them to get there. And so the people that I know who have made the steps, I have a questionnaire that I really, it's about 30 questions and it's a yes, no, yes, no. If they score below 15, that means they're beginning. If they score above 15, obviously they're, they're somewhat savvy. And so I ask just like direct questions, you know, do you have a book? You know, have you ever guest blog? Um, do you have an SEO website? I mean, there's certain things. If they say no to a lot of them, that means that they don't even, they're not ready for PR. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for PR. You have to have certain basic things in place. And, um, you know, just having a photo and a bio is not enough really to be ready for PR. So you have some other things that you need in place and really just clarity in their brand. Because mm-hmm. I talked to someone today and they said that I just really want to um, get more media. It's like, OK, so what is the media going to do for you? Do you have an offer? And they said, well, I do, but I really don't want to offer that. Well, why do you want the media? You know, so people I have to talk through with right. a lot of the newbies about what PR can do for your business. And if you don't have those foundational things, because it'll drive traffic, it's a lead generation, basically. It's a lead generation and people will be Googling your name. What will they find? Well, they'll Mm -hmm. find like a Twitter account that you haven't tweeted on in three years. I mean, what will they find? Will they see your website? Is your website a different name than what you 
your name is, is, is your name even on your website? So a lot of SEO things they have to know before they really get PR because the media is on social media, mm-hmm. even though they are traditional media, they're going to Google you and you yeah. have to have at least the first 10 spots really to be about you and your brand. Mm-hmm. So that's so, where a lot of people start. So one of the things that you said there about like it's lead generation, that, that is, uh, you know, when it, we talk about the value of media to your business, you know, there's the credibility, there's the authority, there's the visibility, but underpinning it all, it's lead generation. Because if it wasn't about lead generation, why would you be doing it? Unless yeah, you're a total yeah. egomaniac, right? So like, yeah. it's all about building your business and lead generation. So what could, what kind of results can somebody get with media? If they do it right, like what you do with your clients, from going from say an unknown author or a business, like what sort of expectations could people have? Yeah. Depending on what it is that they really want. So I had a client at one point that was a a owner operator of a McDonald's and he really wanted to be a speaker and author. And how do you make the jump from a McDonald's owner operator? He owned three, was doing very well to being a speaker and an author. He was very motivating. So we helped him write the book. Um, from welfare to fair and well, because he had a rags to riches story. And then um, Ken was, you know, actually did his own events. He did the book tour. He got front pages of very uh, local newspapers. He got an Ebony magazine. He got on, uh, he actually went to the National Enquirer. I mean, there were a lot of things where the media attention was coming. He was still owning the McDonald's, but he was getting a lot of media attention about being a speaker and an author. The book did well. People were asking him to speak eventually. He then became a full-time speaker and author, his consulting firm, he sold his McDonald's, and that's all he's been doing now for the last 10, 15 years. And that only became because of media, really giving him not the credibility of like, oh, I'm an owner-operator of McDonald's, but I am a legitimate author and a speaker, and this is what I speak on. So that's one of it. Another one could be someone who has a career that they, quote unquote, are retired from, and they really want to start something new. So between uh, Dr. Geneva and even Judge Leonia Lloyd, they wrote a book, signature book. And then from that book, it really gave them that pivot. And so then they were written up in different magazines. Um, they are asked to speak on different stages. It really gave them like the vision of one person was a nonprofit executive for many years. Another one was a judge. Okay, so they don't want to do that anymore. They retired. So it gave them the pivot to actually be featured in local magazines, heard on podcasts, to win awards, contests. Uh, Dr. Geneva won a contest. Um, It was a fabulous over 50 or something like that. And it really gave her a whole pivot of that. And so the AARP invited her to speak, you know, because once you win a contest or an award, then obviously you put out a press release and you get more media attention, the media attention, then other people find you. And that's where they're on a trail to a whole nother, a whole nother life, like a Mm -hmm. whole nother way of of being seen and that's really what the media can do it gives you that that whole way of positioning and so before they had these careers that were that now they have the the book and they pivot and now they're doing these other things and this it's so many ways where that happens for a lot of people even if someone is working quote unquote a regular job and they're not retired but they do want some media exposure so that they can eventually leave their job (laughs) and they, they write a book or they are speaking at certain events or they're in a contest or they win awards, but the media gives them a different positioning so that whoever Mm -hmm. 
finds them can then say, hey, you know, I think I'd like them to, uh, Kim Brooks was like, um, she was so excited one time. She says, uh, such and such magazine wants me to write for them a regular column. Such and such uh, wants me to speak on their cruise, on one of their, their cruises. I was like, what? You're going to get paid and go to cruise at the same time? She says, yes, because I read about me in the magazine that I was doing this particular column. It was because she wrote the book and the PR. And, you know, so it all builds, not yep. one, people want that one, big hit. Like I just need to be in the New York times, but it builds. It's not mm-hmm. just one time going out to a major media, but it's all the smaller media outlets along the way. So people are hearing your brand consistently in mm-hmm. different formats. Yeah. And it, you're not going to get discovered like that. You know, somebody who just read that magazine spread by posting in Facebook or, <laughs> you know, no. your IG feed or whatever. Yeah. There's a, there's a, you're elevated to this whole other level of legitimacy yes. when you are found, as you say, repeatedly, not just one hit in media. Yeah. yeah. Well, one you are going to, go yeah, ahead. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that um, made me different from other publicists is that when I pitched business um, and I was pitching, obviously publishers and things like that, um, Thomas Nelson and um, oh, it's so many of them, um, you know, the different publishing companies, Simon, Random House, you know, Faith Words, what they would find when they Googled me was the Publishers Weekly. And so Publishers Weekly did call me a PR guru. And that made a difference in terms of them deciding whether to hire me or not. It wasn't that I called myself a PR guru. They mm-hmm. said I was a PR guru. And it was like, oh, that's Publisher Weekly, which is their trade publication. It's been around for over 100 years. And, and that's one of the things that media can do for you. It can, if everything is equal, what will happen sometimes is that if someone wants to hire you, it's, it's based on if the media, if you have media uh, mentions. Oh, yeah. And that will make a difference of whether someone hires you or not versus like, okay, this everything being equal, I think I'll go with this person because they were seen in their trade publication or they were had a radio show and I heard that the interview or they were on such and such, um, you know, outlet that makes a difference because now it's like it's verifiable it's it Mm -hmm. gives you that whole different level of credibility if all things be equal and it's that third party endorsement again this this entity this institution this this show chose them for their expertise yeah yeah and what they said about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly i could just talk to you about this all day long but i want to just wrap up by telling people that pam is going to be as we said a speaker at the breakthrough with media summit and She's getting into the value of media exposure for your business, going even deeper, how you should be doing it, things maybe you should be avoiding, tips, strategies, and action steps that are going to make this a powerful part of how you break through with media this year. So before that time, Pam, where can people find you? They can go to pamperrypr.com and they can find the podcast, the magazine, all resources there are free. So they can go to pamperrypr.com. If they want to contact me, they can contact me through the website as well. Okay. And I will have that link down below in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about how you can use what we're talking about here, so many things Pam was talking about to get media exposure, speaking engagements, PR, publicity, and how this can all help your business, make sure you register for the free three-day Breakthrough with Media Summit, June 14th to 16th. And come be with Pam and me, an exciting array of other industry experts that are going to help you learn how you and your business can really have that big breakthrough that you need. The link is down below in the show notes for that registration. You won't want to miss this. 
Dr. Pam Perry, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much, September. I really enjoyed talking with you. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. And that was just one of the amazing guests that we have at the Breakthrough with Media Summit, a three-day live virtual event happening June 14th to the 16th to give entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders a panoramic overview of the opportunities, the skills required, and the services and tools that you can be using. Media exposure, speaking opportunities, PR, publicity, and more to have the major breakthrough that you are looking for. 20 industry experts, three days, all available right from wherever you are, and it's free. Register at the link below in the show notes. You will not want to miss this.